Welcome to the Citizens Youth Podcast. Citizens Youth is a ministry of LifePoint Church in Vancouver, Washington. Citizens is a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, check out lpcvan.com forward slash youth. Students, you can take a seat. Ah, I know that it's heartbreaking for you to feel that feeling that summer is coming to an end, but I love fall. Are there any fall lovers in here? I'm just staring at my closet of scarves and sweaters and going, soon, soon I can wear all those scarves. I'm super excited, but before the summer closes, like we said, we have our back-to-school barbecue, so be sure um, to be there, enjoy our last pieces of summer. Um, but tonight, I have a question for you. How good is your word? How good is your word? You know, like when you tell someone you're going to do something or you promise something, like how good is that word? Like on a scale of like, like let's do some percentage. I know we're going to warm up into school. It's okay. So like from zero is like, no, whatever I say, my friends are like, no, we can't trust them. To like 100% that you know that you're like, hey, I'm going to be there Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. You're going to be there, okay? How, well, how good is your word? What's your percentage? Any, anybody at like 50%? <laughs> anybody like 60 to 80%? Yeah. How many of you down here in like the 20% that if you're like, I tell someone I'm going to be there, they know I'm not going to be there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Any 100 percenters? Anybody's like completely, I'm always telling the truth. Yeah? So like if I gave you a $20 bill today, how many of you could I trust would pay me back that $20? Half of you are lying right now. (laughs) But it's okay. I don't have $20 to give you. (laughs) Man, our word. Our word is an important thing, right? Um... I, uh, I grew up with two older brothers. Anybody a younger sibling? You feel this, okay? I grew up with two older brothers that loved to tell me things that weren't true. Any younger siblings are like, I feel that, okay? My brothers once convinced me that the bus seats on the bus are poisonous, that cow skin is poisonous. I believe them, okay? Um, you know, so I had a little bit of some trust issues, you know. You know the thing, um, like when you tell someone, like, hey, yeah, we should totally hang out. I will, I'll be there, right? And you, like, cross your fingers, you know? Or, like, my brothers would always be like, yeah, like, I know you want to go hang out and catch lizards with us in the desert. We lived in Colorado on a prairie. This is really exciting. I'm like, yeah, I really want to catch lizards. Like, yeah, you could totally go with us. Just, like, wait right here. We'll be right back. And then... They, like, never show back up, you know? The cross-finger situation. So much so that, like, when I was a kid, when you're a kid, and maybe this is just me, the best dream in the world was to go to Disneyland. Anybody? Ah, Disneyland. Like, this, the magic. Ariel was my favorite princess. I wanted the red hair. I almost got it. Uh, And I, I just wanted to go to Disneyland. And my mom... Like, I remember it plainly. It's like one of the most key moments of my childhood, which is really funny that this is the case. But 
I told my mom, like, mom, can we please go to Disneyland someday? And she goes, yeah, 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 we'll go to Disneyland. No, I'm like, no, 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 like, not this finger cross thing. Like, please, please tell me we can go to Disney someday. She's like, yeah, we're going to go to Disney someday. It's fine. And I'm like, no, like, promise me, mom, promise me we're going to go to Disneyland someday. And she's like, I promise, okay? Like two years later, we went to Disneyland. And I remember I was sitting in Disneyland. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for my mom. Yeah. I remember sitting in Disneyland going, Mom! And she's like, what? I'm like, you promised and you made it happen. <laughs> and I was like, the most important thing to me is like someone made a promise come true. And today, we're going to talk about your word. What does your word mean? I was listening to something this morning. Might have been a musical. I'm not going to tell you because I feel like a nerd. But I was listening to some music this morning from a musical, and there was a line in there that says, everybody lies, what matters is the size. And I was like, huh. Like, everybody tells a lie, it just matters if you're telling a little bitty lie or a really big lie, right? Yeah, that's what really matters, right? We live in a culture where it's like, come on, like, everybody lies. Like, we all have done that thing where we're out and about and we run into somebody in, like, the store or the coffee shop or, like, maybe online in the comment section, right? And you're like, yeah, we should totally hang out sometime. Yeah, definitely, like, we should definitely hang out sometime. And then you don't see them for four years, you know? Only me? <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, or we've done a thing where we've, like, set up that meeting and we're like, yeah, I'll totally, like, hang out with you on Friday at 6 p.m., and then like Friday at 6 p.m. comes and you're like, ah, something happened. Otherwise known as I'm too tired to see you right now. <laughs> or actually my other friends planned something and I don't want to hang out with you. I want to hang out with them. Right? We all know like, ah, oh, we've all done this, you know. And yeah, of course it's like bad, but it's not horrible, right? Like what is the big deal in telling the truth, you know? I mean like all the time. Like what if I... Maybe fudge like the little things, but I tell the truth about the big things, you know? What, like, that's not bad, and, and really those small little lies, like, I mean, really, your friend would much rather know that you were sick instead of, I don't want to hang out with you, right? So it's like the lie is like less harmful, you know? This is the tale of two kingdoms here, right? The kingdom that we live in, the life just as it is, right? We've been talking about in this series, A Tale of Two Kingdoms, that we live in a world where it's like, it's just the way it is. This is just the way life is. And in our world, one of the things that's just the way it is is, yeah, nobody's ever 100% truthful. Yeah, everyone tells a little lie here and there. Yeah, like, we expect that. But time and time again, and everything we've looked at, and, and the relationships, and last week we talked about marriage, and, and every ethic that we've looked at, God, like, King Jesus busts into the scene and goes, no, 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 that's not what my kingdom looks like. That's the way this kingdom looks like, but that's not the way my kingdom looks like. And he lays out what, what life in the kingdom is like. And as a Christian, we kind of like live in this like in-between spot where we're living in a world where it's like, that's just the way it is. But we're called to live in the kingdom of God and live the way he says it is. And... One of the most practical things, there's a lot of practical stuff we've been hearing from Jesus, but one of those things is how we handle our word. Are we honest? Are we people of integrity? Are we people who cross our fingers? Or do we always tell the truth? So let's look at this passage. We're in Matthew 5, verse 33 through 37. Matthew 5. This is Jesus speaking. He says, again, 
You have heard it said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not even take an oath by your own head, for you can't make your hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Jesus right here, he's, he's talking straight to the fingers crossed behind the back type of people. Right? He says, ah, oh, you've heard it said of old to not swear falsely, but what you've sworn to the Lord that you would do. And you see, the people at this time, they think that they falsely believe that there's two kinds of promises, right? You know, there's like the kind of promises, like over here, like I talked about, where it's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll totally like hang out with you this weekend. It'll be awesome, right? And there's the promises over here where you're like, no, like I definitely, like marriage, right? Is one of those promises where it's like, no, I definitely, like I, I'm gonna fulfill this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be this, right? And so in this time, they, they believe there's these two kinds of oaths and, and the one, the really important one is the oath to the Lord, right? So these oaths is a contract between two people where God himself is not only witnessing this agreement happening, but he's the judge if you break it up. And so they're like, whoa, okay, if I call the Lord as witness to this, this is a big deal, right? Like, I'm going to uphold it. This is, now, this is kind of bizarre in our culture because we don't have verbal agreements anymore. Partially because we have this problem where we don't uphold our word, <laughs> right? Everything has to be signed, right? It's signed in, in, in the contract, right? There's, there's, there's issues with what happens when you break that contract, right? We have it written down. We have a document. We have like copied like seven times and filed away, right? And this is what those people would do. And they'd be like, no, this is a serious, serious promise. Like I'm calling the Lord to witness on this. And what we see in the Old Testament is when they called the Lord to witness, there's a few things that they were saying is that what they were saying was as good as God's word, so as I promise this, God promises this, right? Um, he says, the, the Lord hold me accountable. If I break this, may the Lord hold me accountable. May, may he judge me for if I don't break it. And if I fail to uphold it, I'm sinning. I, I'm sinning if I fail to keep my word. And therefore, the Proverbs, they teach us that you should use your words wisely, right? Be careful with the words that you say. And so you have this promise with the Lord. It's the signed covenant that, yes, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna keep my word. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do all the things that I say I'm gonna do. But there's this side where there's a little bit of a finger crossing. Um, you know that meme where the guy's like thinking on his head, right? And he's like, you can't cheat on the test if you don't take it, right? And all like those things, right? You can't like, you can't fail your exam if you're not there, you know? So like, this is kind of what these guys were doing. They're like, well, I'm gonna make a promise, but like, I can't swear falsely to the Lord if I don't swear by the Lord. So I'll be like, yeah, I swear on my cow, Betsy over there, I will definitely do this. Or I'll swear on my whole farm that I'll do this. Or yeah, I'll swear by like the very pillow I sleep on that I will do this. And they're like, well, God can't hold me accountable because I didn't call the Lord to witness. 
And they wanted to create this fingered cross behind the back out to their promises. And I don't really think they're, they're very different than we are. You know, there are times when it gets hard to keep your word. Like, is it really possible to keep your word all the time? Is it a big deal if you just break it a few times, you know? Like I said, when you want to, say you want to hang out with someone, but you don't show up. Or when you have a commitment like sports or music, um, and you like are on that 17th Thursday night rehearsal or practice, and you're like, do I really have to go? I'd rather sleep and eat pizza in my bed, right? Will you stay committed to those things? Does it really matter if I break one commitment? Or more than this, this is more than just like I said I was gonna do something and I wasn't gonna, and I didn't do it. This is like how truthful you are with your life. It's called integrity. Um, you know those people that like exaggerate stories on social media, you know? They're like, guys, I went to my friend's house and I wasn't doing it, I just walked in the door and this ferocious dog attacked me. And you like flash forward and this is like tiny little Pomeranian. It's like, yep, 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 yep. And like licks their foot and like, it totally took my foot off, right? We, you know, the tweet, you know, I, I sometimes am at fault for exaggerating my tweets to make them sound funnier or cooler, you know? Or, you know, when you, have you ever been in a situation where you're like in a group of people Someone's like, yo, have you seen that movie? Everyone's like, oh, it's so good. And you're like, oh, I've never heard of it. Yep, it's super good. I like that part where that one thing happened. And oh, man, that was really crazy. Right? And you're like just trying to kind of agree with the group to kind of go along. Even moments like this where you put on a false face, you put on uh, something that, that isn't true, you, you pretend things. These are times where we're not having integrity, right? We're not keeping to our word. We're not saying what we've said we've done. Or like, you know, you're not supposed to go to that one place or hang out with that one person. Or you're not supposed to do that one thing. And then you're like, hey, mom, can I go do something on Friday night? She's like, yeah, what are you doing? Well, I'm just hanging out with, with Johnny. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Johnny's cool. And I won't tell her that Johnny's going to where I'm not supposed to go. Right? You kind of, you tell the truth, but you, you don't tell the whole truth. We're just like these people that said, ah, I didn't swear by the Lord. The Lord can't call me to witness. I, I, this is fine. Like, is God really going to be witness and judge over what my Twitter says, right? Is God really going to be witness and judge over how I talk to my friend or if I really told my mom the whole story? They were asking God, how they can get out and do, still do what they want without being in trouble rather than looking at who God is. And Jesus comes through and says, no, like we don't have this false integrity. We don't have this, this fakeness where you say one thing and you do another. And so he says this. He says, you shall, you shall not swear falsely. You shall perform to the Lord you have sworn. But he says this, but I say to you, don't even take an oath at all either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for his footstool, or Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not even take an oath by your head, for you, can make, you cannot make one hair white or black. Let's take a, a quick quiz, shall we? You know, my favorite thing is like Twitter polls. I don't even care if I have no idea what they're talking about. I just want to click something on the Twitter poll, just because I want to be able to vote on something. Anybody else? 
Am I the only one on Twitter in this room? All right, probably. <laughs> All right, let's take a vote. Of these four things, check this out, of heaven, earth, Jerusalem, in your head, which one do you own? How many of you say you own heaven? Great. Good. We're off to a good start. How many say you own earth? Oh, you guys are so smart. How many of you say you own the city of Jerusalem? You'd have some issues over there with the government if you said that. How many of you say you own your own head? Wow, divided room, divided room, that's exciting. Yeah, okay, so heaven, we know, we don't own heaven, like God's in charge of that and we don't really own earth, you know, as much as I'd like to tell the sky when the sun should come out and when it shouldn't, like we all experienced this on Monday, was that Monday? When the eclipse came by, no one could have been like, excuse me, uh, it's too dark outside, can you cut it out, right? None of us own the earth, right? None of us own Jerusalem. And then we're like, yeah, okay, but I own my own head, right? Like, I can swear on myself, like, no, I promise, like, I'm going to do this, right? I won't be like last time, like, I promise I'm going to do this. But look, he says, and do not take an oath by your own head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. God creator owns your head. <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah, I can change my hair color. I just dyed it yesterday. It's purple now. You know, like, I can change my hair color, but you can't, like, willfully sit here and be like, I want my hair to be purple. And then it, like, becomes purple. This means that in everything, from beginning to end, from the heaven to the earth to even your own self, God owns it all. So whatever word comes out of your mouth, whatever statement you make, whatever promise you make, Jesus is witness to what you've said. There isn't this clause of like, ah, I didn't call the Lord to witness, so he's not gonna hold me accountable, so it's okay, it's okay, it's sin, I can do this. No, everything that comes out of your mouth, everything that you say, the Lord is in that. He is witness and he will call you account for everything that comes out of your mouth. That's so heavy. Our mouths are really annoying sometimes. They just say stuff, you know, especially when we're mad or angry. We just like say stuff. The Lord will hold me accountable for everything that comes out of my mouth? Man. We have to watch what we say. How many times does somebody have to exaggerate a truth before you stop believing that they're telling you the truth? Right, you have a Twitter dog story where you're like, you did not get attacked by a ferocious dog, it was a Pomeranian and it licked your foot, okay? Right, the next time they tweet something, you're gonna be like, nah, they're lying to me. Right, how many times does someone have to like not show up when you've asked them to come before you like stop asking them to hang out, you just know they're not reliable. It doesn't take that many times. And what the thing is, is that our integrity, the value of our word, ruins not only our reputation, but it ruins God's reputation. It ruins our reputation because we become untrustworthy. But this promise here, this, this 
piece that Jesus is quoting from the Old Testament says, you've heard this from old. He's quoting this out of Leviticus 19 where God says, you be holy because I'm holy. He's saying, you are holy because I'm holy. That the way God's people live reflects the way God is. And if we are untrustworthy, we're showing that God is untrustworthy. It's not just that, oh yeah, no, they're probably not gonna show up on time. It's like, you tell someone that Jesus loves them and they can't believe you because you don't speak the truth. It's, you proclaim these truths of scripture, but you've exaggerated so many stories in your life that how can they believe that God can do miracles or that God is present in your life? It's so much bigger than whether or not you've shown up to a party on time. It's about, is God dependable? Because God's people show me if God is dependable. And so Jesus says this final line. He says, let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more comes from evil. This is just a forward in the light integrity. I am who I am who I am type of living. We're so used to being social chameleons. Like, you know that you're a chameleon, right? You come in here and you're like, your scales like change color, like I know how to be the good Christian, right? I will sing this song like this and I will sit like this and I will read my Bible when I'm supposed to, right? And then you go home and you go, okay, mom, I know exactly how I'm supposed to talk to you right now and how I'm not supposed to talk to you right now. And I know what to do to get you to do what I wanna do, right? And then you go to school and you go, and you're like, ah, yes, okay. I know how to get this whole room to pay attention to me, or I know how to fit in with this group. And we like chameleonize ourselves in all these different settings. And Jesus says, just be yes or no. Anything else is deception, right? Anything else is a lie. And that's why it says it comes from evil. It comes from the evil one. The evil one is the father of deception. He's the father of lies. And God is not a God of lies. So who are we representing in our lives? Does your trustworthiness point to a God that is dependable? Or does it point to the evil one, which is the root of deception? How important is it that God is trustworthy? How important is it that God is dependable? This kind of like blew me away when I was reading this text this week because do you realize that if God, even if he was only a little bit dependable, everything that we believe or hold true as Christians is completely worthless. If God isn't true to his word, if nothing he says in this book is true, right? If he doesn't uphold his promises, then when I'm, you know, struggling in a season of my life and I go, God, you say you're with me even in the storm. Can I believe that that's true? Our entire faith is built on a God who stays faithful when we're faithless, who keeps his promises when we break our promises. And our whole structure here of our, of our faith, of our community, of this church is built on that God. And we are his people, right? Our lives reflect that. Our word reflects that. So when you give your word, keep it. 
When you give your word, keep it, because it's not just your reputation on the line, but it's who God is. And we are to be like him in this kingdom. Yeah, like we said in the beginning, like, come on, like, everybody lies. Like, everybody tells a small story. Like, everybody, like, ah, we have our cross our fingers. But in in Jesus' kingdom, we are people that live with integrity. We give our word, and when we give our word, we keep it because we're reflecting a God who has kept his word to us time and time and time and time and time again. And we thank God for that because his word is the only thing that we can depend on, that we can be sure of. And I don't know about you, but when I think of the people in this room and I think about where you're going in a couple weeks, you're gonna walk down the halls of your high school, um, you're gonna be locker neighbors with somebody that you probably hate and somebody that you probably like, right? You're gonna be in classes, you're gonna get stressed out for paperwork. But when I think of like what I want our school, our schools to think about God, is that he is a dependable God. And you may be the one that shows him that. So I urge you students, let's bring honesty and integrity into our lives. Earlier, as we were singing, we were sharing and confessing some things in our lives. And I wanna encourage you, as we come into a time of response, um, and as the band comes out to finish this out with a few more songs, I want you to think of those things. Where are those areas of your life where you are lacking integrity or where there's a falseness in it? Even if it's like not a huge falseness, it's not a big deal. Where are areas in your life where there's a lacking of truth, where there's falseness in your heart? And repent, tell those things to God. Where have there been things where maybe you're being false with another person right now? Who do you need to tell the truth to today? And let us pray together during this time that we would be people of integrity, that we would live in truth, God, that we would hold our, our word, that when we give our word that we would keep it, that it has value, that it's at the 100% level. And may God help us do it because we know how hard it is. But we know that our choices, our word reflects God. And he's a God who is constantly faithful and and dependable and a promise keeper for us. Let me pray for us. God, again, we thank you that you are a God that we can depend on, that we can lean on. God, that when you say that you're loving, we know it's true. God, that when you say that you're with us, we know it's true. God, that when you tell us we're forgiven and we have no need for shame, God, that we can hold that as truth. And God, I pray that as we spend time with you, God, as we get to know you through your word, God, I pray that you would make us into people that look like your kingdom, that we don't look like the kingdom of the world where falseness and lies and half-truths are a regular reality, but make us people that look like the kingdom of God where faithfulness and integrity and truthfulness marks the people. God, may we not have to try to prove ourselves or make people believe that we're really telling the truth because our lives speak truth in everything that we say and do. And God, we know how hard it is 
We know how easy it is to hide and lie and pretend. God, but would you do the hard work in us to make us real and authentic and true that when we say something, it means something. And I pray that as you do this and as we share who you are to those who don't know you, that they would see a people and that they would see a God who is faithful. Would you help us in it, Lord? It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, can we thank Courtney for preaching tonight? That was, that was so good. Like students, hear me when I tell you this. You will never hear a better sermon on that text. I guarantee it. That was, that was unbelievable. Thank you, Corey. I feel like I just ate a good meal, dude. Did you, did you taste that? Let, let's do this real quick. House lights up, house lights up. I want to hear from you guys. What are some things that you said? Give me some bullet points, things that stuck out from that message that you learned. What'd you learn tonight? Go ahead. Just shout it out. of integrity. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm, amen. Good, good, good. O- others, give me a bullet point. What you learned? Something that stuck out to you, something that you'll remember from this message. Others. Go ahead. Yeah. If you're not a trustworthy person, how can people believe you about God's words, right? Like, don't believe anything I say. And by the way, God loves you. What? Oh, that was such a powerful illustration. Robbie. Yeah, let's never be a finger crossing people. Dude, I'll never forget that picture right there. Finger crossing people. Others, something you learned. Yeah, what's your name? Alyssa, what you learn? Just don't lie. It's so easy, right? Don't sit on a throne of lies, right? Yes, don't pretend to be Santa. Others, others, anybody, something you learned? Dude, you know why this sermon was so stinking good? Let me tell you why. Because of all of the text that we did in this series, of all of the passages, this could have been the easiest passage to just look at you guys and say, don't lie because that's not good. (laughs) I mean, literally, like of all of them, this could have been the most moralistic sermon of our entire series. Don't lie, why? Because that's not nice. Be good boys and girls. But what, what was the reason? Let's see if you were paying attention. What was the primary motivation for being a person of integrity? Over here, I want somebody over here. What was the primary motivation for being a person of integrity? Because we're representing God. And what's the message that we carry? He's a faithful God, the gospel, right? Students, our motivation for integrity Our motivation for having character is not being good boys and girls. It's because we represent God and we carry the message of the gospel. How many of you guys feel motivated by God's word to let your SBS in your note be now? Let me see your raise hands. Okay, and if you're not raising your hands, you're lying. Okay, 
I'm just gonna let's stand. Let's respond and thank God through His, through his uh, word.